Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. What to get inside our harbour? Let him in, block the f***, we'll just batter them. <laughs> Overnight they came, scores of French fishing boats sailed into Jersey St Helier Harbour in the dark. Britain has sent two Royal Navy vessels, HMS Severn and HMS Tamar. But people on the island, like Alex Ferguson, who captured this video, don't seem to think they're much of a deterrent. What's the point in the British Royal Navy coming over when they're not even on site? Two vessels have come over from England and nowhere to be seen. And all of this comes after France threatened to cut off Jersey's electricity. It's all a big row over post-Brexit fishing rights and claims the Channel Islands manipulating red tape to delay licences for French vessels. Well, I'm joined now by Don Thompson, who's the president of the Jersey Fishermen's Association. And Don, what's been going on? I think first thing, just to um, to understand the situation, we've come from an era, in fact, almost 200 years, where we've worked um, and shared the resource that, that the fishery stocks uh, in our waters with the French under a bilateral agreement called the Grand Bay Treaty. It was intended to give reciprocal access, but it was meant to jointly manage the fish stocks. It dismally failed to do that. And, and Brexit and the new TCA, the Trade and Economic Cooperation Agreement, was the opportunity, or at least it just brought about the change that was needed to uh, give back control of our waters to Jersey. So coming from an era where the French wrote their own licences and permits to access our waters, and when they were here, they pretty much did whatever they liked, to a a new era where Jersey is uh, managing and controlling access to our waters, albeit quite fairly, that it was always going to cause a reaction from, from the French. It, what is surprising is that they should uh, go to the extremity right at political and official level to threaten to cut electricity supplies so that even our hospital wouldn't um, have uh, electricity and blockade the harbour. Uh, I think we have about two days before... Uh, we have no food on the shelf. So 95% of our food comes on the ferry by sea through that one single harbour. It is also where the fuel supplies come for the island. So to make those sort of threats at political level, um, you know, almost in the eyes of the world there, um, that's real, really extreme. Uh, I, I was, I have been a little bit surprised, but we are, 
absolutely anticipated a reaction from the French at some point. So wait on, you could run out of food and fuel by the end of the week? The, the fuel would more resilience there than um, a, a couple of days of blockade wouldn't stop that. But um, yeah, literally it would be immediate impact almost on the public of the island um, if the ferry was prevented from coming into the harbour. We think two days generally would be a would actually be sufficient to see the shelves bare in, in the shops. So um, it, it, it is that sort of reliance that we have on the on the food supply chain through the through the ferry port through the port. So it sounds like relations between Jersey and France have been strained for some time now. How are they now between the fishing communities? How are those trawler men, how those trawler workers getting on with each other between Jersey and France right now? Do you speak? Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've, um, for the last past 20 years, we've been operating under a, a, a revised, if you like, Granville Bay Treaty that requires that we have to meet on a very regular basis including not just with their fisheries, fishermen's representatives, but the scientists, administrators, et cetera, the whole, the whole lot, um, on, a, on a very regular basis to look at how we're managing fish stocks and uh, to discuss cohabitation of the, on the fishing grounds to, to avoid conflict, et cetera. And it has always been a difficult process, but at the same time, we've made some quite good friends and some good colleagues there. There's a, a a fair amount of respect, but it, it, it just seems to be that um, France are just wanting to use bullying and intimidating tactics right now. Um, relations between us don't seem to matter anymore. We've, they've stopped our boats from landing their catch into France while their boats are still fishing in our waters quite happily. Um, in fact, that was partly by way of the EU Commission and the fact that they downgraded our pristine waters to category B so that we couldn't um, uh, export our shellfish. But the fishermen themselves have um, ha have stopped us from landing our, our catches into, uh, into France. So it's right across the board at the moment, and it really is extreme. Do you feel intimidated? Because it does seem like Jersey's in quite a vulnerable position with so much of its electricity coming from France and that potential for that blockade there are you worried uh well look the the first thing is that at government level it's created panic because uh the the threat to cut off electricity supply and 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 block the food supply from the island is something that has to be taken very very seriously when it's come from government level level uh, Madame uh, Yannick uh, Girandan is the Minister for the Sea. Uh, uh, she has personally made that threat on the electricity supply. The blockading of the harbour threat came from the fishermen, I have to admit. But then I've seen uh, in black and white emails today from uh, port officials in, uh, in France uh, ordering our freight ships not to come in. There's no, there's no, uh, you, you, you cannot come in. There's a ban on or we, we don't want you in here. So it's, it's come across right through from political level. Uh, as fishermen, I don't know if it's uh, intimidation so much. It's just the hardship I'm seeing. You know, I've represented fishermen here. I'm a fisherman myself, represented fishermen for a very long time. 
and my, all my objective is to see fishermen uh, thrive and to see another generation coming through and to see my colleagues just having to walk away from an industry that they've dedicated their lives to uh, is absolutely heartbreaking. So it's it's more that, you know, not so much intimidation, but that the, the actions of the French and the EU Commission is just creating so much hardship here. Uh, it, it, it's really hard to take. So there's a lot going on in the meeting rooms. What's happening out there in the sea? What happens when you're two boats come across each other, a French one and a, and a Jersey one. Are, are relations cordial out there? Uh, there hasn't been uh, there hasn't been that sort of conflict over the past couple of months. Our, 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 our fleet have been not tied up specifically, but they've only been fishing for local, um, local orders. Uh, a little bit for export, but export's been curtailed, so uh, we'd, we've not seen the fishing activity that we would normally see at this time of the year. But there's been a very big French fleet out there. The amnesty that was given, that was uh, demanded by the EU and that was given whilst French fishermen uh, were given the opportunity to provide their data, the amnesty that was given allowed just about any, any boat from anywhere to fish in our waters uh, effectively it was an unregulated or has been an unregulated fishery whilst that amnesty was in place. And it's really upset the public. We, we know that, you know, something like seven or 800 tonne of scallops can come out of our waters at a sustainable level per annum. Uh, we know that about 1,500, so pretty much double the sustainable level of um, scallop stocks taken out of our waters already this year while our boats have been tied up. So, um, we're not actually seeing physical conflict at sea, but um, certainly some uh, strength of feeling here that um, what's going on is absolutely wrong. Are you worried about physical conflict out at sea? Uh, we shall see um, what happens a little bit further down the line. Actually, in a, a, a couple of weeks' time, we normally see the closure of um, the scallop uh, season in France, so they're not allowed to land scallops from either their waters or our scallops. They have a closure and they move over onto fishing for bream, uh, uh, sea bream, which is a fin fish that um, come to our waters to spawn. Uh, and we have, uh, we are hopeful of having a closure in place on the bream spawning bed so that those fish can, uh, can reproduce for next year. Uh, but um, French trawlers tend to just come through and fish anyway, and often it's right where our fishermen's gear, their pots and nets are already in the water, and there's um, the gear is just towed away so that a fisherman loses his gear and he can't make a living anyway, and that's been going on not by the whole French fleet but by a, 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 a small few boats that um, just disregard and disrespect our waters and our fishermen's right to make a living so uh, that we shall see if that happens again we're, we're hopeful of actually having a closure although the eu commission has questioned whether we have the authority to close our bream spawning beds which is almost laughable if, you know it's so obvious that something that we need to do but um, we shall see what happens that's where the conflict usually starts so what's the way out of this Don, without anybody getting their electricity supplies cut off, without there being any conflicts out at sea, how do you get through this? How do you resolve it? 
the the practicalities here are that really the French have to see that they have got a pretty good deal. They are able to carry on with a fleet of of big new modern vessels fishing in our waters, a fleet four to five times the size of our own fleet of boats here in Jersey. So they're fishing with a fleet much bigger. They they have received licenses for free that would cost our fishermen you know, anything up to half a million pounds, those licenses. So they've got free licenses to access our waters at the same level that they have been in the past. And, and I think they're just going to have to get used to that idea. We, we've certainly advised government that it is better right now, despite whatever the threats that have been made, better to stand our ground. Otherwise, we leave a legacy for future generations, for future fisheries ministers, etc., to have to... Uh, face this sort of disruption and, and threats every time that a new measure to conserve fish stocks is put in place. So uh, we're saying stand our ground. The French will just have to uh, get their head around the fact that we control our waters now. There's more coverage of this in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. And that's the Leader Podcast. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.